0: Okay, I'm delighted to be joined in the downtown den now by Keith Tully, who's managing partner at the Liverpool office for Begbies Trainer. Welcome, Keith. Hello, Frank. You're right, mate. Welcome to the den. And and Keith, uh, obviously Begbies, uh, very much at the forefront of looking at how businesses are performing, and you do this uh, fabulously detailed red flag report. Um, what are you? sort of findings telling us about liverpool and the liverpool city region at the moment
1: yeah i mean it's not good reading is it um obviously it's all been online we've published everything that we've we've found out through our red flag facilities um i think with 19 out of the 22 key sectors on merseyside we're in financial distress um as as you probably expect with what's been going on um The the reason that they're in so much difficulty at the moment, I think, is that a lot of the businesses were having problems prior to the pandemic. I think now that the pandemic has happened, it's just, you know, accentuated everything. Um, What we've really found is that businesses have been looking at, you know, their options, seeing what loans are entitled to, uh, what grants are available. Um, And as a result of that, a lot of businesses have shut up shop, um, you know, they've closed the doors. Until they've been able to establish exactly where they stand. Um, you know, obviously, protected people like their employees, spoken with the landlords, um, tried to come to some arrangement with HMRC. HMRC have been particularly good with businesses for this period of time. Uh, and as a result of that, we've not really had the same sort of level of inquiries that you would have, you know, you, people would have expected. Um, I think at the moment, now what we're trying to do, as you said at the start of this, is be an advisory. Um, business to, to companies, so companies can come to us, even the likelihood is nothing will need to be done for a good few months with the businesses, but to come to us and have the chat, we can use the various skill sets that we 've got to to give you know some free advice to our, our, our local businesses to, to to get them into a position where They've got an exit strategy when all of this when all of this is over. You know, a lot of the loans that are available are great, but you know, in twelve months' time, uh, they're gonna have to start repaying them, and it's where your business is is going to be at that time. And that's the type of level of advice uh, that I've been given at the moment.
0: Yeah, I suppose it is at the moment about being able to plan and prepare for the future, and certainly a lot of business owners that I've been speaking to are saying that one of the advantages of the lockdown is that they are actually being able to think about the future of the business, where it goes, what sort of skill sets they need going forward, how they've got to adapt and evolve. And, you know, Begbies probably is seen by most people, Keith, as the place you go, as the last resort, you know, last chance saloon. Let's go and see Keith and his colleagues because we're in real trouble. But, you know, as you've just referenced there, actually you're a lot more than that you know as a company you can offer that advice you can offer those opportunities to enable the business owner to bounce ideas off you and come up with action plans that not only help businesses survive but hopefully thrive going forward. Yeah definitely I think a
1: huge part of the VegFizz group now is the advisory side and we're helping businesses it's a part of that that we really enjoy I think you know looking at a business um, giving advice as to how it can be restructured, how we can impart our knowledge to help a business to maybe change slightly as a result of things that have happened in their in their sector, and um, come out the other side stronger. You know, we've used a lot of tools like acquisitions um, with businesses looking at businesses being either streamlined or looking to try and cut the costs out of businesses by acquiring other businesses. You know, also and, it, and it's and it's really worked before this actually happened. So. I think that when the world changes when all of this ends, I think you'll see a lot more of that where businesses are coming together to cut costs unnecessary costs out and and to have a brighter future, maybe you know maybe working together more
0: yeah, that collaborative approach I think is going to be something you see more of in in the business community across sectors but but equally, I think you know just picking up that point that you've made there Keith, you know you've got people within your business who are at the top of the game in terms of business analysis, being able to business plan, financial forecasting. You know, the the sort of things that many entrepreneurs and business owners, and I definitely put myself in this category, are not necessarily comfortable with. You know, that's not the sort of thing that you set a business up for. Let's set my own business up so they can look at an Excel spreadsheet every night and see where the numbers are going. You know, that 's what that 's the last thing that a lot of business owners want to be looking at, and that 's where you guys can actually come in step in and say, "Well, look, if you tweak your business in this way, if you focus on that part of activity within your company, this is where your money is they 're the sort of things i 've always found external help external advice can really add value
1: yeah we 've mounted out, and I think you know you as you quite rightly said. It's a bit like the dentist people feel when they come to insolvency practitioners. But when you've got too fake, your dentist is your favourite person. And when they've resolved everything, you hope we don't have to see them again. But I quite rightly, as you said, I think that speaking and having conversations with an advisory group, which we are more than just an insolvency practitioner firm, which give loads of other options that are available using... Uh, things like our um, our brokerage side, we, we, we've got people who can give specialist advice as to what the financial options are out there, and you know whether your company's the, uh, got competitive rates, and you know whether, where, what the personal guarantee situation's like, and, and, and how onerous things are for you. And just by having you know another set of eyes looking at fin- your financial information, because as you know, sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees when you when you're running a business. And I think the skill. Of a real good business owner is to sit down with with somebody else and listen to their views and and you know and obviously have a plan to come out of out, out of any any given situation uh, in a positive way.
0: Yeah, and I think that the other thing I'd say to to business owners listening to this is that that actually there's no shame in seeking external advice. Actually, you should see that as a real plus, and you should give yourself a pat on the back if you're considering doing it because. You know, if like me, you're a prolific reader of how businesses are set up and you read the stories of successful entrepreneurs, the one thing that sticks out from all of those books that you read and all of those stories that you learn from is that external advice, mentoring, um, the the number of times, you know, Nike was in trouble, for example. I've read a fabulous book. I don't know if you read it, Keith. The the guy who founded Nike uh, wrote this book called Shoe Dog. Fascinating tale, but you know, shoot, Nike was in trouble multiple times. You know, he nearly went bust on about eight or nine different occasions through the history of that company. But the one thing that he was always quick to do was seek refuge in those external advisors, and that enabled him then to change direction of the company, to switch some of the emphasis and priorities, and look where that brand is now. Now, I'm not suggesting that we've got hundreds of thousands of Nikes who are going to be queuing up outside your door, but I guess of those companies that you're identifying as in a little bit of distress at the moment in Merseyside, there's a good number of them that with the right advice can get on with life quite comfortably in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think the mentor thing that you mentioned, there's lots of that going on, and I
1: think that we like to see ourselves as mentors under one roof you know we can we can give that type of advice and because we've probably dealt with similar businesses who've had similar problems we can impart you know our experience in those situations to show how people have come out the other side or or avoided um you know any any form of a a business rescue insolvency i mean that's our, our our starting goal being honest in anything that we discuss with with company directors the last case scenario is an insolvency procedure we've got to look at ways of saving that business or just tweaking the business, giving the right advice, you know, at the right time for that business so that you can avoid uh, unnecessary insolvencies. I think there's lots of insolvencies that have been unnecessary. Um, I was was speaking to to a a client before and he was basically saying that, you know, the research and development reclaim um, situation, there's, uh, there's been some stats recently given out that companies, if they'd have gone down that route, probably would have avoided insolvency. So it's just knowing knowing what your options are. And sometimes you're so stressed and you've got so much going on that you, you sometimes don't see the the obvious thing that, that, that's, that's out there. And I think having somebody to sit down with and just to get all your cards on the table, run through it all, doesn't cost you anything. And you know, if, if you can get, if you can take some knowledge from somebody and use it in your business, well then great. If it's a situation that does need some form of an insolvency restructuring, well then let's look at what it, what it means to you, what it means to your business. and and give you the best possible chance you know going forward um, you know being competitive
0: out there yeah great points keith and, uh, i mean that brings me on to the next uh, question really because i uh, you know from afar you look at companies going to administration insolvency you hear all this terminology around and about uh, i have to confess i don't really understand any of it you know you see a company fall into administration one day and the following week they're up and running again you know and I've always found that quite a strange situation I know it happens right across the world not just in the UK um, but as I say some of those technical terms so what what happens when a company goes into administration explain that to us
1: right, well, it depends how the company goes into administration obviously um, if directors of a company decide that there is a via business there that basically needs to be saved and it's in the interest of, of the creditors, um, be that the secure creditors or your, your trade creditors, to get the best value for that business by looking at uh, an administration um, procedure. Well then, obviously, you'd have to discuss with, a, with an insolvency practitioner where the business was at that time, and the insolvency practitioner would give the, the, their opinion of what was the best route to come out to the other side uh, of the scenario. I think with administration, it enables businesses to carry on trading, um, you know, utilising company names easier, having without having the perception of an insolvency that, that in some cases a, a liquidation would have out there in you know in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But they've got to be a real reason for that business to to go into administration. That there's a benefit to to to, to people involved. You know, you, you can't abuse the process to to put a company into administration, but it enables the core value of that business to be saved um you know to fight another day because as you quite rightly said a business going into an insolvency process in a lot of cases is not down to the the fault of the directors there's lots of issues that could have made that company be in a difficult position Um, so there has to be some form of legislation that enables people to, 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 to fight again, to, to go again, to, to maintain employment, to, you know, to, to retain business uh, within the company, improve the economy. So the, the, the administration process enables that to happen a lot smoother, in my opinion. But each case has to be treated individually, so it'd be very hard for me to run through everything. I'll be here for a, quite a while, boring everybody if I, if I did that. But yeah, the administration process is really saving a business and, and maintaining the value Key value of that, the core value of that business. Um, and I'm basically realizing a better valuation for that business than would be obtained in, say, a liquidation scenario where there's the complete
0: cessation of trading. Right. And I'm guessing, you know, when you listen to the Chancellor and the people around him in terms of how we're going to have an economic bounce back, which we're all hopeful for, of course, come. Uh, quarter four perhaps of this year maybe into quarter one of next the last thing that they will be wanting to see is businesses go and bust Um, so the administration route will be something that they're actively encouraging I'm also guessing Keith that when those negotiations are taking place HMRC are one of the key points of contact in terms of the negotiations would that be right yeah i mean hmrc have uh, normally got one of the largest
1: claims in in any process that you're looking at so we would be speaking to hmrc you know as as quickly as we possibly could to explain where we're at and what we're looking to do that comes into play a lot when you're looking at Uh, something called a company voluntary arrangement where basically you know that the idea is to the business to carry on trading um, whilst paying off its liabilities over a period of time whilst maintaining its ongoing liabilities which is always difficult in in some cases Uh, in most cases should I say Um, but yeah HMRC are are an integral part of of every process and you know we we
0: speak to them daily on all all varying matters um, and keeping them you know in the loop and you'd anticipate that they you'd, you'd be getting a slightly more sympathetic hearing from those guys at the moment, because as I say, the government's push is certainly to save businesses, not that, not to put people out of business. The other interesting aspect of all this, of course, is the access to finance that has been made available to businesses. So you've got Sybil's, you've also got this small grant that was announced up to 50,000, 100% guaranteed. Uh, that announcement came from the chancellor this week you've all sorts of other um financial packages out there at the moment at this moment in time i i mean one one of the things that that i would say keith and and you may not wish to comment on this but i i can say is that i think there's been businesses that were on the brink anyway and you know this has come along and could have sent them over the edge but then perversely, because the bank money is available to them, may save them. Um, There will be some businesses out there where the directors are sat at home thinking, oh, that's great. I've got my bank loan. That's in place. That's going to keep me going for the next six months. Uh, You know, what I'd say to them, sort of returning to the theme in a sense, but I think being a bit more proactive and perhaps a bit more positive in outlook, is that my advice would be, don't just sit on that cash and utilize it as y- your personal cash flow for the next 6 months actually go and see if that finance buys you a future and do that by going and seeing advisors like begbies
1: yeah definitely i think uh, it's human nature because of where we're at at the moment and the uncertainty of life and, and and finance moving forward you know everyone will be thinking the same along the lines that you just said or my advice would be to, if you feel you've got a viable business, to, to talk to people like us about what your plans are, what the funding means for you, to you and where you will be, you know, in so many months' time when you come out the other side. Obviously, it's great news and the government should, in my opinion, should be applauded for, for the way they've reacted um, for, for, for this, you know, for the bounce-back loan situation. It was something that was necessary. Um, but I think that... Like you say, we run the risk of it being just a cash flow uh, facility for, for for some businesses um, who real and rightly so. In some cases, you can understand why their thought process would be like that. But the real advice I would be give, would give would be to speak to people about what you what the process will be for you to get out of uh, you know the other side of this, and 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 whether your business can afford to repay the monies, um, and whether or not you know your actions during this time. Will, will be scrutinised at some point, even though you know the the the, the, the moratorium and everything, and, and the change in the insolvency um, regulations for, for for a period of time are coming through. I do believe that you you will still have to justify what your actions have been during this period of time. Yeah,
0: and, and uh, again, just the final point that I'll make on this particular issue is that you know I've had uh, the fortunate position of being surrounded by business advisors because that's the nature of my company you know you and i chat regularly we've got accountants we've got solicitors we've got great people that we've got networked and therefore having a conversation is relatively simple for me um and, and i've always found you, you know 100 percent of the time that if you've got a challenge you've got a problem uh i know it's an old adage an old saying but a problem shared is often a problem halved And it really is literally at this moment in time, Keith, isn't it? Simply pick the phone up and you've got people there, experts who are happy to give their advice free of charge. And I would just say to people, look, you've got a bit of time on your hands at the moment. (laughs) All businesses have challenges, mine included. And I've been having conversations with various people that I've needed to speak to about our, our growth plans and how we've had to change and, and treat them slightly um uh, so th- that advice is there mate isn't it and, it, and it's free, free yeah
1: it's enjoyable you as well i mean i as you say you're sat at home and you're doing your, your zoom calls and you're speaking to people you're giving advice out and I, it's a bit that i enjoy and i miss the most about what i used to do i used to love meeting up with directors coming up with solutions You know and hopefully um they'd come out the other side and they'd refer you to to people that they knew because they they were so impressed with how how, you know the the service that they got so missing that a little bit to be honest with you um so businesses if anyone wants to speak to uh, one of me myself or my team you know we're happy to have zoom calls and conversations confidential
0: free of charge you know just to shed a bit of light on what, what how we feel things are going and how we can help them brilliant keith it's been great speaking to you and uh I know you're missing the uh, the company and the social aspects of uh, of business life because you're like me, a great social animal. But uh, I think we were chatted before we started recording. You you're coping okay with the homework, aren't you? I am. Yes,
1: um, I'm missing my sport. I never thought I'd, I'd miss sport as much as I actually have. Um, uh, so that's a big thing. But I'm catching up on a lot of Netflix and uh, all the television type of stuff and. Uh, and believe it or not, I'm learning Spanish, which um, I'm quite impressed with my progress. So yeah, I'll, uh, if I go to Spain, I can order a brown I can order a brown jacket from any shop now. So <laughs> that's that type of level at the moment. But yeah, I really enjoy I really enjoy doing my Spanish. It's something I probably wouldn't have done without having this sort of uh, time on my hands.
0: Yeah, yeah, take the opportunity to do uh, one or two things that you've always promised you'd do and never quite find the time to do it. Keith, great speaking to you. You So Begby's Trainer, happy to give free advice to business owners out there. If you wanna get in touch with Keith or his colleagues, uh, do so, Uh, obviously go online, you'll find out where the contact numbers are. Alternatively, come through Downtown in Business and we'll happily facilitate the introduction. Keith, enjoy the rest of your day. It's been great speaking to you. Thank you. Cheers, man. Cheers, mate.